biohacking, performance, mastery, mindset, holistic health. This is a show about getting better every single day. I'm on a mission, guys, to help over a million people get healthy and lose weight. Why? Because when you lose weight and get healthy, you have higher self-esteem. You have more self-confidence. And that person goes out and crushes their goal and starts living the highest version of themselves. And then they have way more impact on the world. What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Let's go. I am super excited today. I just was just before jumping on, I was just thinking about a moment of gratitude and just feeling so grateful for my own health and just realizing that there's so many people out there that have been affected or they're not in the most optimal health. And man, I mean, I just feel empathetic and for these, for these folks and just uh, sending love out to these, to these people and just recognizing just the simplest things in my own life and how, how grateful I am to just wake up, take another breath, be surrounded by my, my family and be in good health and, and not have to worry about some of these things. It's really a treasure. And um, some of those things we just forget about. So I, that's, that's just been on my mind and what I've been thinking about this morning as we get going into today's episode. And so uh, you know, a really cool topic I wanted to to bring up this week in talking about, hey, what are some of the best foods for fighting cancer? I just did a great podcast on when, no, Tuesday that debuted with Michael Brandt from HVMN, that's Health Via Modern Nutrition. And we talk a lot about exogenous ketones. And I so I thought this would be a fitting topic talking about ketones and cancer fighting foods. And I thought it might be interest of people. So today we're going to talk about the two Foods that you can start implementing right now in your diet to help fighting, uh, to start looking to fight cancer and why cancer is even developing, maybe even in the first place. And we're going to give you some solutions there. Also, if you don't know, I do health coaching one on one. And one of the things I give my clients that want to lose weight and get healthy is I give them this cheat sheet that I created and I give it to all my private wellness clients. So if you're interested in getting that and you need like a template or a rubric and how to be in optimal health, let me know. Send me a DM or shoot me a comment below or just simply shoot me a message on um, either on Instagram at Joel Evan Coaching, or you can email me info at joelevancoaching.com and just let me know, Joel, I want that cheat sheet, the weight loss blueprint, and I will send it to you ASAP. I wanted to get that into as many people's hands as I can. Okay. So let's talk about cancer and let's talk about what are, what are the summer, what are some of the reasons? How is cancer, how is it, why is it forming? Why is it such a prevalent thing? And then we're going to talk about that again, like I said, the top two uh, cancer fighting foods that you can start implementing in your diet right now. Now, there is a cyclical nature of cancer, right? And what I mean is, check this out. We're going to talk about a little bit about gut bacteria and why it's so important, but they injected antibiotics and uh, specific strains uh, of microbes in patients' intestines, and it killed all the bad bacteria but spared the good. And then when they reinstituted the cancer patient or treatment, what they found was that the gut microbes that were bad when they were eliminated, guess what? The treatment became way more efficient in killing cancer cells. People were getting better. They did the same thing in animal studies, okay? They wiped out bad bugs with antibiotics, leaving some of the good bacteria behind. And what they saw was that the cancer-ridden mice, they had less tumors, they were smaller, and it actually helped reduce the metastasis in the liver. The other interesting thing is they looked at, uh, they looked at individuals that were suffering with pancreatic cancer. And they looked at the gut microbiome of all these folks, and guess what? They all had very similar bacteria, very similar microbiome. Isn't that interesting? 
So you might be asking like, well, what are those bad bugs doing in the pancreas in the first place? How is this happening? Well, there, you know, one is, I think this, we are being bombarded by toxins. That's one big thing that contributes to leaky gut and autoimmune issues. And what we find is that, especially with the American diet, we're always in a growth cycle. Now, when your microbiome and your cells, there's an energy sensor in the body called mTOR. mTOR is a signal that tells the body to grow and that we should be maximizing this for growth, which is great when you're a kid and you're growing, right? But there needs to be some points where we're not growing. We need to have take pause. We need to have some breaks so our body can recycle and heal and get better. We don't ever give the body a chance to do that. mTOR is constantly being signaled to our bodies to grow, grow, grow. How is it being signaled? Mostly through food. We are constantly eating and, and especially diets that are high in sugar and protein, you are stimulating mTOR and letting it know, Hey, it's time to grow. It's time to enter another growth style. Now here's the thing. It's actually normal to have abnormal cells. That's perfectly okay. We all have abnormal cells. So you should be encouraged by that. What's not normal is encouraging these cells to always be growing. AKA always be eating, right? So if we restrict energy from time to time, it's going to allow that mitochondria. It's going to allow the energy plants and our cells to actually recover. And it's going to help the mitochondria get stronger and produce new mitochondria and non-cancerous cells, right? So remember, when you're eating sugar or protein in large amounts, your pancreas has to release insulin to usher that sugar into various cells so that it can be processed by the mitochondria to make energy. But if each of those cells is blocked, if it's receiving, if the receiving doctor received that energy, energy is being blocked or it's full, then insulin has to put this extra sugar somewhere. So where does it go? It gets stored as fat for later use, right? And guess guess who wants to use sugar cells to grow? Cancer. Yeah. So, and what, and what stimulates them to grow? Insulin. So are you noticing a little bit of a pattern here? Now, let's talk really briefly about cancer and immunity, and then I'm going to get into the top two foods you can start implementing in your diet right now. Mitochondria and cancer cells. There's some studies suggesting that they cannot utilize ketones to produce energy the way that your healthy cells can. And so remember, your body produces ketones when insulin levels are low and sugar and protein are in short supply. This is simulating to your body, hey, it's time to rest. We're in time of regression. And cancer cells, we know they thrive on sugar, right? Cancer cells love fructose, by the way. Researchers at Duke University showed that colorectal cancer cells, they capitalize on high levels of fructose, mostly found in the liver. Now, here are the top two foods you guys can start implementing right now. Number one, exogenous ketones. We just talked about this with my my good friend, Michael Brandt from HVMN. Check out that podcast episode, the Hack Life podcast. Check that out where we go on a deep dive on exogenous ketones and where they've come. You know, it's been a journey. They were super expensive to make and now they're a lot more user-friendly. They taste better. And so check it out. But you're Remember, your body converts these stored fat into ketones, right? When insulin levels and sugar is down. So that's that's how ketones are being made naturally. You can also, if you check out my podcast, I talk about unlocking the keto code. There's a lot of ways to get um, make ketones in your body through short-chain fatty acids in your diet or simply right by restricting your, your eating periods. Or even getting more polyphenols in your diet is a great way to generate ketones. But so again, you can you can generate ketones by you know consuming foods that are high in MCTs like coconut oil or MCT oil, or butyrate. Butyrate found in butter, right? That uh, the butyrate is a very powerful short chain fatty acid that will help produce um, ketones, which will make energy. Right? No matter what, though, right? Exogenous ketones. These are they are 
they're some of the best that you can get. And I think Michael even says in the interview that, you know, even MCT oil, you only get like a, like a, like a 10% bump in like ketosis. Whereas like you get a major jump from the exogenous ketone um, esters. So most of us, right. Remember we walk around with high levels of insulin and it's constantly blocking our ability to convert those love annals that we want to lose and, and that belly fat into ketones. All right. So the exogenous ketones can be a really nice way to prevent you from crashing during your transition. When you're making that initial transition to get healthy, that can be a really nice transitioner. I don't think you need to use them long-term, but in the, in the beginning, it can be good for cravings and just uh, staving off appetite, right? Reprogramming those hunger signals. Ketone, there's a good article. You can look it up. It's called Ketone Supplementation Decreases Tumor Cell Viability and Prolonged Survival of Mice with Metastatic Cancer. In one of the quotes of the study, it actually says, unlike healthy tissues, cancer cells cannot effectively process ketone bodies for energy. Ketones also slow the proliferation of tumor cells. And the authors speculated that dietary ketones might halt metastasis. So they injected metastatic cancer cells into mice, and then they fed them a diet supplemented with ketones. The mice receiving the supplements outlived the mice who who did not get the ketone enriched diet, suggesting that this strategy is worth pursuing a little further. So more research obviously has to be done, but pretty exciting to see what's been done right now. The second big food you can start implementing right now that's a cancer fighting food is believe it or not, nuts. I know it seems a little weird, like really? Well, nuts and in particular tree nuts, they have amazing anti-cancer uh, properties. So Yale University, they looked at the rates of death and cancer reoccurrence in patients with stage three colon cancer. And the patients who ate two or more servings of nuts a week had a 42% reduced rate of cancer reoccurrence and a 57% reduced rate of death. That's more effective than most chemotherapeutic uh, um, cancer treatments out there from today, right? There was, by the way, no reduction. If you guys are looking at eating peanuts and peanut butter, there was no reduction for those. Sorry. And really that's because peanut is a legume. It's not a nut and it's laden with lectins. It's not even a nut at all. Lectin, as you know, is a tough outer shell that is produced with plants and they use this to protect the outer coating of the shell. And these lectins can burrow holes in your gut and it can be a really big driver for starting leaky gut. Not everybody has that, but it, it can be. And so um, why exacerbate that by eating this? In animal studies, the peanut lectin actually promoted cancer is what they found. So interesting stuff. Now, mice-fed walnuts had less than half as many tumors in their colons than mice that were fed, um, that were fed nuts, right? The researchers also, what they did, so they examined the digestive tract and the bacteria found in the gut microbiome. Notice how we're coming back to the gut microbiome and how that relates to cancer. And what they found is that the mice that had eaten walnuts, they were very similar to, to one another. And they all had this favorable bacterial community that protected against colon cancer. Pretty cool stuff, right? National Institute of Health in, in uh, Bethesda, Maryland, people they found who ate higher amounts of quantities of nuts had a 26% lower chance of developing lung cancer than people who ate few nuts. Even for smokers, they found. So even if you were a regular smoker, they found had a 39% reduction rate of lung cancer compared to smokers who ate very few nuts. It actually protected the negative effects of smoking. So if you're going to be smoking, get some walnuts in your diet. They did a, um, and this, this systematic review actually showed that it's not just cancer, it's just overall 
cause of mortality and death was reduced, not just cancer alone. So another study showed that women eating large amounts of nuts reduce their risk of death from um, any cause by half. So why is all this working? Well, one of the theories is that, you know, nuts are extremely low in methionine and the amino acid mTOR that we're talking about earlier that helps signal to the body to grow. Well, that there's a lot of methionine found in red meat and there's very little found in nuts. And so there's the signal to grow and cause this mTOR growth is diminished. And so eating nuts might be a good way of sending the signal that, hey, you're in a period of aggression. You're in a period of recycling and repair. And so that's going to help you fight cancer, right? Some, uh, um, And then, of course, butyrate. The production of butyrate is created through there, and your gut buddies love butyrate. It's a powerful short-chain fatty acid, and that can come from nuts. So you butyrate your butyrate in your gut loves nuts. Some of the best nuts you can get out there right now would be walnuts. We talked about macadamia nuts are very healthy, good fat uh, ratio. Pistachios, very good for the gut microbiome. Um, people with uh, pistachios, they actually, I, I, I don't have the study in front of me, but actually shown to be leaner. So pistachio is very, very good. High melatonin too, pistachios. So that's a really good nut. Hazelnuts and chestnuts are also really good nuts. So I hope this was uh, an impactful podcast for you guys this week. Have an amazing Friday going to the weekend. I'm looking forward. I have an amazing podcast later in like a couple hours with Carolyn uh, Allen from B Minerals. And we're going to talk about fulvic and humic minerals and why everyone should be on them and how she, by just implementing this one thing, she was suffering from thyroid, hemorrhoids, low energy, chronic fatigue, all these issues. And her body got rebalanced and better just by introducing fulvic and humic um, minerals. I think you guys are going to love this podcast. I am very bullish on this with my clients and my own health and my families. And I'm excited to bring this interview to you in a couple hours. So tune in for that. Have an amazing blessed day, guys. Uh, I'm grateful for you. And if you need any help from me in any way, please reach out. I'm here to help. Have an amazing weekend.